everybody. Welcome back to the Field Notes podcast. My name is Kate and I'll be hosting today with my husband, Zach, and our friend Marcus here. And today we're going to actually look a little closer at different aspects of Christian community and how you can help build up a healthier, stronger community around you and even noticing good and bad things. And so we're actually gonna start off today with a little bit of a game. We're gonna do some red flags and green flags for community based on personal experience. Mm -hmm. And so Marcus, what is one green flag for you when you're looking at a community? Mm -hmm. Great question. My first green flag would be um, a culture of joy that's within the community. And I think it just, it reveals that you're living in a healthy community when people are walking in joy, you know, that people are free. You're in a um, church context, if you have leaders that are joyful, you just want to be around them. And so I think it's a That's good, good. It's contagious. Contagious, for sure. That's good. Uh, let's get a red flag from you. Ooh. Um, hmm. Community where everyone kind of is just a reproduction of each other. And there's, it's... Yeah, that's a red flag for me. My green flag uh-huh. would be diversity. And that can be cultural diversity, but also just diverse personality, diverse like preferences that are together in community. Like I if that isn't there, I am suspicious personally. All right, you landed on a green. I'm going to go for a red then. Uh one of my red flags is my mind just went blank. <laughs> okay, Come on, Kate. my red flag. So, never mind. I just saw the time where it's counting up. It's recording. Also, also here with us, but unseen, is our good friend Ben May and the cameras. And so, thank you, Ben. Yes. Ever faithful. Yes. So, you were talking about green flags, and your brain went blank. I was actually gonna give an example of a red flag because you just gave a green. One of my red flags is when there's an overemphasis in the community on we are family. And like whether or not you're feeling that like relationship or not, or you're feeling that vulnerability, if there's like that emphasis, overemphasis of like, (laughs) we are a family. To me, that's like, nope. It's like, it's, so where it's basically it's in word but not in practice. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's good. Go green. Go green. Um, another green one would be a community that eats together, yes. fellowships together. Come on. I think one that. That's hundred percent, bro. You know, you can be a part of a big group, but you never really know each other's hearts. And I think when you actually like eat together, sit down at a table, yeah. that it takes down these walls and you feel safe, you feel secure, you share things in your heart that you wouldn't, maybe just in a more formal setting. And so I think sharing food around the table is really Honestly, that was one of my green flags too. Come on. It's like, if there's food, I'm there. Yes. So another red for me would be, um, I think if there is a obviously unhealthy expectation on the leader or leaders of a community mm. where mm. they're elevated mm. to a place of almost celebrity status yeah. and that doesn't have to be joel Osteen. like it could literally be a pastor of 150 pe- people church but that dynamic can still if exist they're like exalted 
Yes. I feel like that's just a setup for failure as far as yeah. broken expectations. And even like, even if it's a really good leader, I don't want as a community for us to be able to coast on just someone's success or someone's charisma. Like I want us to go through things together. And then another green flag was a community that does, that has fun together, that has, that does things that's so good that works hard together. So it's not just, oh, we're gonna do something and two people show up. So yeah. a community that <clears throat> that is all in, helps one another do things and then also has fun, shows up, um, cheers each other on and also just enjoys each other's company. I think one red flag for me is a community that's super critical. Mm-hmm. And especially if, say you, Zach and I were talking and I maybe being really critical of other people behind their back, yeah. then for you, you can't really trust that I'll not do the same. Not do the same. <laughs> yeah, another time for vulnerable. you. I'm gonna be like, ooh, check that box. Don't be vulnerable with, with for Marcus. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And in your head, you've already been like, I can't trust Marcus with yeah. the things going on, the wrestles in my own heart, and so right. it's just hard to trust those kind of people. And then another okay. one would be um, a controlling yeah. community that you're part of, yeah. mm-hmm. where there's just like this micromanagement, maybe always looking over your shoulder. Mm. There's just like a lack of joy in that. Lack mm. of trust. Lack of trust and a lack of like you bringing your giftings to the table and just being yourself. Yeah. And if and I think also a red flag is like, if you have somebody telling you, um, Zach or Kate, like you should do this or you should do that. I think mm. when, when we hear the word should, mm-hmm. our antenna should be up. That, that could be a, a red flag and right. uh, could be controlling. It's one thing for a friend to encourage me, to, but it's another thing when it's in, in order for you to be in this community, you need to do this, you should do this, you should do yeah. this. That's a, that's yeah, a, good that's point. a big red flag. <laughs> yeah. So a green flag for me would actually be like, because I'm a mom, like a community that like enjoys children. Yeah. Like kids are messy, kids can be loud, yeah. but kids are also really fun. And so a community that like, embraces all of that and yes. is like you know what it's okay if the kids are kind of loud or make a mess like we're just gonna let it happen well, like, would, uh, does that take the pressure off of you as a mom knowing totally. that you're in a community that i can be more at ease yeah if i'm not constantly screams. like or like trying right. to contain them mm. or their mess that's that's really such good. a weight off my shoulders and my last red flag I'm sorry, this is not a like biblical anything. This is personal preference alone. And All I'm right. probably the minority here, but a red flag for me Wait. is communities that wanna do everything late at night. <laughs> and like, that's I mean, just entirely me. I true. don't like late night crowd. Yeah, yeah. Just because I get tired. I like true. to go to bed early. And so for me, that is a personal red flag. <laughs> Late could, night McDonald's I, runs. I could get more. <laughs> yeah, you could get on board. That's why I said this is definitely just me on yeah. this one. But like talking about communities and our red flags and our green flags, things we mm-hmm. like and don't like and want to be around or don't want to be around, uh, kind of just brings to mind that like in our Western culture, we have a lot of freedom to choose. Yeah. Uh, just who we're surrounding ourselves with. Hundred um, percent. If we want to church hop, we can church hop. Um, if we just want to be in a different friend group, like there's other options. There's other people you can go be around. But like, not everybody has that 
privilege, if I can call it, communities of believers that are in nations that are predominantly Hindu or Muslim, where it's just the number of Christians are small. Right. The community of believers you can surround yourself with is limited. There isn't the luxury of of, of a bunch of Christian communities that you can pick and choose from. Right. Our personal experience with that would be we moved overseas to the Middle East and we were living there with a small community of Christian believers. Right. And, you know, it's not always the friends you would have chosen. I would say over half of the people I wouldn't have naturally chosen as friends. Hmm. Not naturally gravitated towards. No. Like, as far as, like, you know, naturally just kind of vibe with. I would have never gotten close to those people but for being forced to be in a small community where it was just kind of like it's this just, is it it's just you fellers man <laughs> it's like there ain't no one else <laughs> we did have something that was helpful to us that we implemented into our schedule like everybody just kind of made it work that really helped us grow together and it was based out of this verse do you want to read it for us zach yeah. this is acts 242 yeah um this was something that really like helped give us vision for coming closer together and also just a couple like practical ways that we could do that. Right. And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And I'm actually going to read a little more. And awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done to the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need so kind of using that verse as our model or just like a direction to go Mm -hmm. uh first thing was the apostles teaching or like the word we would get together and we would go through the scriptures together yeah once a week and like maybe we didn't get through a huge chunk Uh, how long did it take us to get through john Oh gosh, we read the book of John for a year and a half. Yes. Whoa. And I, it was good. <laughs> it was good, but when we finished, it. I was like, we did it. <laughs> it was like a big accomplishment. But, you know, it was like not a formal, someone is the teacher, but it was like us verse by verse. What yeah. do you think about this? What is the Lord mm-hmm. telling you about this? Yeah. What do you see us learning about the Lord or about Jesus from this? And it was like really good. It made room for everybody to speak up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing we did was fellowship. And that was just having a good time together, like asking each other, making space to be like, hey, like how was your week? And like letting everybody share not just the loudest person in the room that's like oh my gosh you guys have to hear what happened on tuesday but like even the quieter people being like hey this is like your moment you can share if you wanted to be brief you could be brief but like over time as we kept doing that we saw people did feel free to be vulnerable and like actually this week really sucked and this is why um which you know then gave opportunity to pray for one another 100%. and just like encourage each other in those moments where it was like a hard time we were doing life together and we were loving one another even though 
we didn't all naturally bond right bond, off the rap that, or even easily get along. We would rub each other different ways because of yeah. just different personalities that typically maybe don't really want to get close to each other. <laughs> yeah, this was not like the kumbaya circle. No. Like, yeah. It, was, it's, it wasn't easy necessarily. Yeah. But by making space for it and valuing it, the payoff was was huge was also valuable seeing and hearing different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Of just people from different walks of life who For were sure. coming together. Different political backgrounds. Totally. Different cultures. Wow. Um, people that I naturally would not surround myself with. Yeah. Just getting to hear them process what it was like to be a missionary in the Middle East and sharing a, the gospel with Muslims. On a weekly basis. You yep. know, just as they were working through the difficulties of that and the challenges. Because it's not a cookie cutter. Yeah. The third thing then was the breaking of bread. Right. Which was always a favorite part. Yes. Um, everybody loves to eat, yeah. take turns making well, food, or everybody brings something, or even just, you know, I brought my leftovers from last, last night. What do you have? Mm -hmm. uh, but eating it together. Right. Just brings people together. Yeah. There's, now, with that include did you do communion together as well we would do it that? sometimes not like every week but it, we would include that time cool. time but i think it really yeah. is like communion is like made for the body it is we are like 100%. declaring this blood and and the bread like it makes we're declaring our oneness in jesus and right i think it's so good to do this might be a slight tangent um yeah i got the eyebrow but maybe just just for a few seconds um when we break bread and we drink like you know mm. like the grape juice or wine or whatever we are reconnecting ourselves with the reality of christ and of his sacrifice and of his love yeah and of his character mm -hmm. um but in the same sense in like we do it in the context of as a fellowship and like looking back in the church history the the act of communion was also just part of just them eating together it wasn't just them sitting in, in a you know in a bunch of rows watching someone talk and then maybe singing a few songs. It was it was face to face across a table. Wow. You know? Wow, that's intimate. And so as yeah. far as like the level of connection, it, they didn't have like these big huge rooms. It was these homes. Wow. That they were face to face in the breaking of bread and in, in the fellowshipping. And it almost kind of is a good step into the last part of that verse, which is praying together. Mm. It's like, it's not just the fellowship and it's not just the sitting across from each other, but like bringing that element of prayer, whether you are yeah. praying together for something, in our mm -hmm. case, it was for salvation yeah. for people, or if you're praying for one another, yeah, for like personal stuff, different things like, Prayer is vulnerable. Yeah. And so when you pray out yes. loud, mm -hmm. like you are privy to a conversation between that person yeah. and God. You see what's in their hearts. Totally. Mm. What yeah. they're thinking about. <laughs> it's yeah. vulnerable. All the time. Yeah, which is why people can be intimidated to pray out loud even sometimes is they feel that vulnerability. And totally. if you're just going to a prayer meeting and that's your only context for knowing people there, your prayers probably aren't gonna be that vulnerable because there's no trust. Just praying together doesn't mean there's gonna be natural vulnerability, but like doing life together and then praying in that context, that's when it starts, that's when like, I feel like you go somewhere together yeah. in prayer. When you do it over time with the same people, um, 
it, it just built your relationship. Yeah. So far, like everything we've been talking about has been, you know, what you and others can do to build community. Mm. But it's also, we really want to point out like, hmm what you can do to affect change in your community because yeah. I can't be in control of what you want to do and I can suggest things, but at the end of the day, mm. what I can control is my own mindset. And that can have a big effect in the long run on your community. We're all people and we can get hurt. And yeah, choosing forgiveness, uh, sometimes again and again and again yes. <laughs> uh, that really forges something in you yeah. that it gives you a depth of character and so it's not just like oh yeah i forgave you <laughs> you're off the hook marcus but it's also like true forgiveness yeah. like that yeah. is going to do something in me and if you're in community you're bound to come across offense <laughs> and the opportunity to forgive absolutely there's going to be plenty <laughs> of opportunities to yes. forgive but you brought up a good point when we were talking about it before, uh, the parable of the prodigal son. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about For sure. how you can choose that mindset? Yeah, and I think this plays really well into community and building relationships because in the parable of the prodigal son, we see the older son being very critical and fault-finding yeah. of the younger son and then of his father. And seeing the faults you know the the things that were wrong in the situation in the place right with the father with the son and but then there's the father there's a father's perspective where he looks and sees the mm. best in both of his boys mm. and he knows even with the younger son who comes back home so dirty and like has wasted all of his inheritance yeah. or the inheritance that was given to him um, the father still sees the best in him yeah. and brings him to it, honors him. I think that's another green flag is there's, if there's honor in a community. The father honored this younger son immediately and restored him. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, it's just like such a, um, such, it's such a good truth to look at as we talk about community mm. to to be have this father mindset rather than yeah. a older brother mindset that's always looking to the faults yeah so just to be clear you're not saying that you have to take on a fatherly role in the community right no not at all but just that mindset of choosing to see the best and yeah. choosing to not lock somebody into their current state basically speaking identity identity over them like like i you know obviously being aware and discerning and and knowing they're not perfect but also it kind of tees off into the parable of of the ruler that had that man come before him and begged him to have his debt covered that he he could not possibly pay back and then the, the the ruler forgave his debt and that same man on his way back home was um, saw a man that owed him like pennies compared to what he he himself owed, and he grabbed him by the throat and threatened to put him in prison if he didn't pay up. Do we have an overwhelming, overcoming sense of God's like voice over us of identity and yes. grace? If we're not, we're not going to give it to each other. Agreed. And yeah, I, I think a community, a healthy community, is a community of grace. There's still accountability. Yeah, they're still being called higher. 
But what does love do? Love covers a multitude of offenses. Yeah. That's true. And that's like when you start to shift into the mindset almost of the older brother right. that is looking at flaws, yeah. that it's criticizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you know anyone that you're overly affectionate of that just sits and reminds you of all of your faults and tears <laughs> you down all the time? Like, I don't want to be around them. No. no. Yeah. No, but the people that are speaking life and affirming in your life, like mm-hmm. those are the people that you want to be around and that, yes. you know, they can call you higher yeah, and can actually help you draw closer to the Lord in it. Yeah. Um, do you want to share your like experience growing up? Yeah. Being around people that were affirming you and calling you higher and yes. speaking identity in your life. Yeah. Totally. It found me that I grew up in really practiced words of affirmation. Mm. And I think that's so huge in community to, like you said, Zach, like speak identity over people and what you see in them. It's so life-giving. Yeah. Mm. I remember like um, for like all of our birthdays, usually after the meal, we'll have a time of like speaking words of affirmation or prophetic words over the individual. And for me, my, one of my love languages is words. And so it just, it blesses me so much. Sometimes we'll get out our phone and record it so you can listen to it later. But it just like, it's so life-giving when you hear people mm. speak um, of things that they see in you. They're literally calling those things out and saying, that is something that is valuable. That is, yeah. There's worth to that. I think like so often we can think of ourselves like, what am I not good at? What do I not have? Exactly. Fall into the, that. 100%. That um, fall into comparison with others and it can just rob us of all joy and of like really seeing who we, we have to be reminded. I think being in community, you keep from getting so inwardly focused and mm. from um, really beating yourself up and um, where you're able to know the value that you have in Jesus. Yeah. And so that was huge for me. I think just words of affirmation, I learned that from my dad. Um, Also learned from my family, just asking lots of questions. I think that's a good practical is just like, be somebody that's super inquisitive, ask lots of questions to those that you're surrounded by. Don't be the one that talks their ear off. No one wants that. (laughs) Like be a good listener, Mm -hmm. ask the questions. And then another thing is just like, I know for for me, when I worked at a retail store, there was like a number of um, East Indian immigrants that that work there. And I like, my heart was just drawn towards them. I think the Lord just given me a heart for people of different cultures. And so Mm -hmm. I was drawn towards them and, you know, would go out for lunch with them or maybe they would invite me over to their house because usually people of other cultures are very hospitable Mm -hmm. and open their homes to me. Well, they invited you in because they saw that you wanted to get to know them. Yeah. And you were, you had like chosen like consciously or maybe even unconsciously like that you were going to be a friend to them and that you wanted to build relationship with them and they could feel that. And so they're like, oh, yeah, okay, come on over, Marcus. Yeah. And they, you know, reciprocated that. Whereas if you had been closed off and like judged them for whatever reason. There's things of other cultures that rub me raw. Yeah. And things that get on my nerves. Always. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. But then to not not see the things that rub you raw, but 
the things that you can connect on mm. and appreciate about their culture to like rejoice in those things and delight in those things. It's not as if you are looking at everything through rose-colored glasses. Sure, yeah, you know? yeah. And I think if you truly get to know people that are different than you, there are going to be things that annoy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to choosing sure. forgiveness. It's yeah. Choosing forgiveness, choosing grace. Choosing, and it's like, grace, I, I mean, I think grace and acceptance doesn't have to mean I agree with everything that you yeah, are. Totally. But it's true. like, I love you and I want to get to know you. Even if the things that I disagree with, maybe even strongly, that's not going to define whether I ex I accept you into my life or not. Yeah, or you withhold know? love from you. Exactly. That was your red flag. Was a community where everybody is the same. Is you surround yourself with people you can look in the mirror and Cult recognize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you called it. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. If everybody looks the same. <laughs> Warning, you may be in a cult. <laughs> Which actually would be a good point talking about when to leave. Because mm. we don't want to be trigger happy with the eject button. So how do you know though? Like, what do you guys think? What, what are like the things that, that lead you, that, that help you, like guide you through that kind of decision? Okay. You know, I think I wouldn't want to make that kind of decision apart from the Lord. Yeah. Like, I think it would need to be a very prayerful uh, decision on your oh, point yeah. to, like, be talking to the Lord about where you're at and where yeah. you're seeing this community. And if you start to see some actions that are, like, non-biblical, mm -hmm. yeah. um, really taking that to the Lord and kind of putting it before him, like, hey... I want to love these people. Yes. Like I want to help them if times are hard. I want to, right. you know, stick by a brother. I want to forgive yes. if it calls for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I want to forgive again if it calls for forgiveness again. What if? But knowing when, right. when it is an unhealthy community and when to remove I, yourself. Yeah, and I think too, wouldn't you say, just to like, to not figure it out on your own. Yeah in your own headspace trying to figure it out, but actually bring like wise counsel. Wise counsel. Absolutely. Outside of the situation. Right. Because like, I, I think of like people like maybe right now, like that are in a situation where like, they've been made aware of certain things that are very wrong and harmful in the community and leadership. And if you're in that situation, like go to God, but also pull in wise counsel that are not in that are outside of your community that, are, that can that can bring in wisdom and perspective without all of the heated emotions and maybe yeah, different politics right. of your situation right because you can get real caught up yeah right here and if we're both in the situation and we're discussing it then we're both it's just a feedback loop. it's not really going anywhere it's just you know escalating all the things we're already feeling totally. you know so outside counsel yeah that's actually. good I'm not sure how I want to say this because it's a little out of order, but I want to talk about honoring different parts of the body mm -hmm. and like people with different skill sets than yours. And like it is valuable in your community yeah. to to have people with different skill sets. If everybody's yeah. a hand, mm -hmm. then what you guys can do mm. like for the Lord and like even just with each other like is limited because you're all hands yeah and so if you've got a hand and an eye and a foot and an ear then 
you know, there are more gifts and talents uh, that the Lord has given that are yeah. able to work together. Right. Do you care to comment on that? Hmm. When I moved to the Middle East to work in, in ministry, it, it was these people that, you know, they're a team leader or teammates, you know, a little community, they're like, Trace, why don't you start playing the guitar more? You can do it. You have it. You have what it takes. Like, you're, you're actually good. Like, encouragement that that came against my own headspace yeah. of insecurity. Mm. It was just this, this group of people that were different and had different strengths, but what made the difference was that they, they, they looked outside of their own individual callings and preferences and encouraged those next to each other. Wouldn't you say it's like detrimental if all of us were to act like you, Zach? Because you, you need me, you don't need another yeah. Zach. I need people that are different and that have strengths where I don't have strengths. We need each other and we need you to just be, be free, be yourself. That's what we really need. Yeah. Like, in God, who you are in God, like we need that. And mm. I think it's very detrimental and harmful if we're all just trying to behave the same way. Yeah, totally. We can't totally. do that, yeah. So what this is all culminating to for me is what are the lenses that you're putting on? What are the glasses that mm. you're gonna see through? Like choosing that healthy mindset, that father mindset yeah. of I'm gonna see the best in people. I'm gonna mm. call out their identity, call yeah. out their giftings. Yeah, and so like almost like asking yourself like, how have I been viewing people lately? If I am not happy with the community around me and the friends yeah. I've surrounded myself with, like, okay, what position have I taken on this? If you right now are praying for God to send you or to put you in a community, he's gonna do it, but also be aware that it will also be hard. <laughs> yeah. Because he's gonna put you around people that will also stretch you, that will also actually like, make it so that you have to lean into God's grace in order to love them. Yeah. Be open and that's okay. To do it through you. Yeah. Be open for God to answer your prayer for a healthy community through you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's, that's good. good. Yeah. That's good. Like, right. be open to that. So. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> maybe you're praying for something like, God, I really want this type of community. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, maybe first ask the Lord, like, how can I invest myself and love this community These, the best I can. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That is a great way to come at it. Marcus, would you be willing to pray for us just as we wrap up this episode, uh, just for all of us yeah. to kind of be able to maybe shift our thinking and be able to like walk in that mindset yeah. as we're looking for community. For sure. Yeah, Jesus, I thank you so much that we can talk about community and I thank you for how you've designed community, Lord, to be a part of who we are, Lord, in you. Um, you've been living in community since before time began with the Father and with the Spirit. And Lord, I pray that um, we as believers would be one um, with you and, and you and us together, Lord, that we would be reflect you jesus lord i pray that you would help us to love those around us really well help us to go low in humility and lord i just pray that you would even show us convict us lord of maybe offenses that we're carrying in our hearts towards the communities that we're a part of reveal those things to us lord so that we can walk in fullness of love and unity 
Uh, we need you so much, Lord. We love you. Amen. 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 Yeah. Community is going to be the thing that carries us across the finish line. It's going to be our brothers and sisters yeah. pushing okay. us and pulling us as things get harder, as it becomes more and more difficult to love Jesus in a world that hates everything who, of, about who he is. This is, this is important. So I think that's a wrap. Um, stay tuned. Two weeks from now, we'll have our next episode out. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. As always, thank you guys so much for, for joining us.